Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joy! I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy. We talking about Twitter. Ripple joy. Think of how stupid the average person is and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quad ripple joy. It's what Jin's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers social media conversation available only on Behind the Steel Curtain. Woo. Uh, I am your host, Kyle Kreiss. Here with me always is Greg Benevent. Hello and good evening. You know, and in in it was an it was another embarrassing <laughs> garbage pitiful pitiful performance and I'm talking about the, the fans once again. Oh, oh, oh there it is. Oh, yeah, we're wow. Gonna, we're gonna get. Uh, we're gonna bring out the monsters today because mm-hmm. you know we're we're on a little bit of a uh, we're we're riding the highs and lows of the game ourselves right now. This is a, a, a you know usually on what Jen's talking about we get all week to kind of mm-hmm. digest what people have been you know talking about during the week. But this is one of the this is the first time this season where we're kind of giving you the instant. Re- Reaction, the live reaction on the spot, um, mm-hmm. you know, right after right after the game. And I got to say, you know, I thought the fans were going to come through. We just <laughs> we just shown how uh, strong we can be together during Ravens week. And, you know, just four days later, I guess we didn't have enough practice as fans. No, no, maybe. no, no. We, we definitely did not make the trip to Minnesota, nor did we show up in the first half either. There's a lot of synergy here. Yeah. So let's get to the tweets boom 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 
All right. You know, of course, uh, with with a game like this, we we got to fire the coach, and we mm-hmm. we've, we've heard this all before. But let's 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 uh, let's go through them real quick here. We've got <laughs> at who is this? This is at AZ Black Black and Gold fan. Mm. Worst coaching I have ever seen. Okay, mm. uh, how about? At Blitz Videos, Blitzburg. This might be Mike Tomlin's worst game of his career. Mm. And even uh, even across the aisle there, at Alex Kazora, no mm. hyperbole, arguably the worst defensive game plan I've ever seen from Tomlin. Uh, it looked pretty bleak in the first half. I mean, it's it's. I, I feel like, and I know we can't do this, especially here now that we're in our first episode of Wetchins talking about after dark. But <laughs> it. Um. But I, I. I. So much of this in the first half, I was feeling a lot of this too. I mean, Dalvin Cook, depending on how your screen was formatted, was running through holes where there wasn't like a stealer uh, around him. Justin Jefferson was running free. But I mean, it's it's. You know, I. 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 I hopefully there's a backup tweet after this like arguably the worst defensive game plan I've ever seen to well arguably a pretty great uh, changes at the half or in the third <laughs> quarter or something to that effect I mean obviously you don't want to give up the touchdown they did in the second half but uh, you know something definitely happened it wasn't just the Vikings choking their way back into this being a game well yeah sure there were some Kodak moments out there for uh, you know Mr. Cook who hmm. didn't look like he had a separated shoulder no at all. that guy was running pretty good well at um, the- but, you know, this isn't is this anything different than what we saw against Mixon or what we saw against Austin Eckler? You know, th- this defense has uh, this isn't out of character to give no. up uh, a career game to uh, to a great back. I mean, it's uh, I know I come at this from the perspective of only being a Steelers fan. But in the last month, they've made all of these guys look like vintage era Fred Taylor. <laughs> oh, that deserves. Sorry, I've got I've got uh, the box score open. <laughs> I've got everything open here, trying to digest it all. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, you know, we could talk about coach forever, but we've got a lot to get to. But mm-hmm. uh, well, as far as one other coaching item here, Please. we'll go to at Yin's Dono. Mm-hmm. Uh, why go for two right there? Why would you draw up that play? Mm-hmm. I've never seen a team throw behind the line of scrimmage so much in attempt to get to the end zone. We're talking about the, the we were down 14 mm-hmm. and going for two. Uh, or, I'm sorry. We were down. We were down two scores. Yeah, down uh, two scores. So they were going for two, and that yeah. was the, the two point decision. What, uh, what what did you think about that? Uh, I, I I I never that upset about whatever they do to go for two. I mean, it's it's every time they started going for two, all I could think during that play was, man, if Boswell hadn't missed that kick. And I don't know if that necessarily changes things going away. And it's very very hard for me to blame a game where they're down by twenty nine points on Boswell. And I'm certainly not doing that. But I mean, look for whatever other questions you can have about this team's play calling and all that. They're really not too bad at the two-point stuff. I mean, they're not going to get every single one of them. Would I have liked a better play for it to be successful? Sure, but I can live with that. Uh, you know, you had to get a two-point conversion at some point. It mm-hmm. didn't matter if you got it down two scores or right. if you got it down the one score. Why so not try it earlier? You know, everyone's saying, why not Why not go for the two at the end? Like, Because we just played a game last week against the Ravens where right. the two-point conversion for the game didn't work out. So, exactly. you know, you, you, you get it earlier, you get it later, you got to get it at some point. Mm-hmm. And, and then as it, it, it turned out not even mattering because they went and scored again. Right. So now we needed, you know, Two, two more two points. Mm-hmm. Any, but anyway, okay, mm-hmm. let's move on to Ben. Mm-hmm. Not it was not not a victory tour. Uh, in fact, as at Danny Jameson says, if Brady is forty four going on twenty four, Roethlisberger is thirty nine going on seventy nine. 
Looks so old. <laughs> what was his What was his uh, spiritual age out there? Uh, his spiritual age? I don't know. I, I, I obviously am emotionally invested in seeing him succeed. I was deeply emotionally invested in seeing him succeed on that fourth down run in the first quarter. <laughs> I felt that in every single one of my joints. We were all, Ben, lurching for that. Everyone who's above a certain age. And I'm, I'm struck by this, obviously, in comparison to Brady, who's been hit so much less and has invited so much less contact throughout his entire career it um i do think that mercifully one of the things that may come out of this game and obviously we'll still get some howler monkeys who will definitely do this they won't blame this one so much on ben they'll blame it on everyone else but this one there i don't think even the craziest of the crazy those who dwell within the depths of the fever swamps are going to blame this one on ben as much as they will on other factors yeah i don't think that uh you know ben does i you know ben certainly didn't uh, help his age, you know, help his mm-hmm. age case or mm-hmm. whatever. But, you know, heck, uh, I don't know, 79? I don't know if he looked, I don't know. <laughs> well, how many times were seeing that giant dude from the Vikings just running free? Like, there were multiple guys running free, but there was the one guy with the huge gut swinging in HD. I, fr- I mean, he was a tremendous player making fun of the gut. He's amazing. It makes him all that much more stronger and harder to block. But, man, it's so many of the sacks tonight were dudes just running free and getting big hits. It's one one thing of like, eh, they trip up his legs or it's, you know, or he goes down or something. These were hits. I don't know if he was 79 at the beginning of the game. He might have been towards the end, which is still when he was playing great. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, there were times when I thought like, oh, is he going to get up from, mm-hmm. from that hit? Yes. And uh, but, you know, let's I, I think the, a good point here mm-hmm. is from at Andrew Manny Manly one. <laughs> Let's blame the quarterback for seven DBs covering three wideouts in a tight end while four D linemen school the O line. It's Ben's fault. <laughs> ha 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 clowns. You know, right. It's it, this was not not everyone was talking about the offensive line. If anything, mm-hmm. I think the headline is offensive line is getting tired. Oh, yeah. Well, it's which is interesting because they seem to bounce back a little bit towards the end. But I, if they're tired, if they're out of it, I mean, just both lines hit it again. I as I've said to you privately, I don't know if I've ever said on here. I hate Thursday night football. I would have oh, hated yeah. it if they won. These games are always weird. I mean, it's, you know, as someone that's that's you know looked at some betting sites a bit. The road teams here have such a decided disadvantage. I mean, it's changed a little bit in the last few years. But man, oh, man, it is so bleak. And it's and so you get. Bizarre things. Where I don't know if it's so bizarre necessarily with this team, where like neither line looks even competent in the first it. half and then bounces back, like or bounces back to a point. Yeah, that's a joke to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. This is a joke to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, let's go to you. We already brought it up a little bit, but let's mm-hmm. make the final point on Ben at a law radio. Roethlisberger mm-hmm. rumbling and crashing ahead to move the chains on fourth will be my favorite moment of the night. Mm-hmm. Although I hope he's not in too much pain. Yes, I uh, definitely. And I think part of that was because, and this could be wrong. It could be the way I was watching the game. I very much got the idea that was not the play call. Like wherever that was supposed to go was covered. That's what I thought looking at the way Ben was reacting. Like he saw the open space in front of him. He thought these guys never thought I would run for it. And I think he kind of made the call at the split second to uh, uh, go for that. But um, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, had they won this game, that would be a lot. There would be a lot of heroic moments. That one chief of them. I hope it still gets played in various uh, montages and pump up reels and that kind of thing, because it deserves that for what it was. Oh, yeah. It'll be on my pump up reel. <laughs> You're not worried about style points. No style points there. Uh, let's move on to the rest of the offense. 
uh, with the with the the headline here from some familiar faces at mm-hmm. the Todd Haley mm-hmm. whiteouts terrible for Steelers no discipline giving up on routes defense struggling but offense has to stay on the field. I mean, immediately when I read that, I thought, man, I hope he's tweeting for that from Tequila Cowboy or like <laughs> from like someplace. He's got a drink in hand. He's already half hammered. He's like, man, these guys aren't running routes. I don't know. No, I, 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 I you know, at that point, I actually saw that tweet in real time because I was following Twitter as I was watching the game since it was on, you know, I'm watching a game on Amazon Prime. And I, I. At the time when he tweeted that, that made a lot of sense. This was, you know, we don't have timestamps. This is very much a first half tweet from the old offensive coordinator. I think that was third quarter, I think. Oh, was it a little bit later? Oh, Oh, yeah. He was, you know, uh, this is when, you know, uh, DJ uh, kind of wasn't running through the route. It led Mm. to the led to the pick, I think. Okay. Uh, You know, and he's not the only one here. No, there was a lot. Here's a point. (laughs) Here's at Rob Golden. Mm. Number 13 is the best wideout Steelers got. Now, that's a hot take. that is uh, that is that is quite an idea. <laughs> How about uh, at N Wash eighty five Nate mm-hmm. Washington? Man, get this dude out of here! And he's talking about Chase Claypool. I'm assuming that's after one of Claypool's. Is that after the fumble that got called back, or is that after the uh, uh, the old timey hockey retaliate retaliatory penalty he took, or is this after the big first down celebration on the fourth down at the end? Well, didn't he? I think he in that first quarter he put a, a drive himself there together between the uh, the penalty mm-hmm. the. No block on a, on third and short. Mm, right. The whiff on I the for, block. I forgot you know? about the whiff on the block. Uh, at, uh, and that led to a lot of conversation. Here is mm-hmm. at Dukoski Matthew. Mm-hmm. I'm done with Chase Claypool. Dude just wants to taunt over and over again. Puts himself over the team. This is is this the third uh, pi or is it? Uh, he's had at least two. It's at least two fifteen yard penalties there. Right. Which is which is like and when more than one happens, something is wrong because you shouldn't open yourself up to that happening multiple times. It um, it, it it does seem like it'd be the easiest thing in the world not to do this. I mean, and I understand being fired up. I understand, you know, uh, getting upset because I sort of got the feeling from watching the rest of the game. I don't know anything about the Vikings, but that Freeland guy did seem like maybe he was a bit of a troll too. the guy that drew the penalty on him. He seemed to be involved in a lot of stuff. And hey, there are guys just like that. And you got to deal with it better than this by putting his hands on the guy's face mask. I mean, that's literally the one thing you couldn't do. Short of like making an obscene gesture to him in HD. That's the one thing they're always going to call is if you touch the other guy's face mask. Well, did like, he? get a bad rep I, you know he i like he was was he doing a first down motion and hit the guy in the in the helmet uh, I, you know i, I, I think I, he touched I, the guy's face but i, I sort of do it's it. oh i, I mean the, playing the first quarter the one in the his, his pi his his uh his 15 year old personal oh, foul. i, I thought whatever. i thought he, he touched the guy's face mask i mean it's 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 i i thought he he was just reaching to touch the guy i mean i'd, I'd like to think that's what he was just doing the first down because also obviously he has a predilection for that too but um but i thought it was going to be offsetting because after he does the first after he touches the guy's face the dude clearly shoved him so i thought it was going to be offsetting and then they didn't call anything on that big big shove and um all right, let's move on to mm-hmm. at David Latori. Mm-hmm. Gone unsaid. Steelers wideouts are also awful blockers. Claypool, Deontay have missed three critical blocks, and uh, Deontay was just called for a hold as well, too. Mm. Uh, 
Well, you know, Claypool said he was going to be the best blocker since Heinz Ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if we've necessarily seen that since our running game is still probably what the twenty seventh, twenty eighth, probably pretty bad. I mean, it I, I, again. I mean, there's no excuse for not being at least a competent blocker. But frankly, you just expect more of Claypool from being a blocker because he's a bigger dude. Deontay isn't as much. I mean, that's not to absolve him or to say this is a responsibility he shouldn't have, but he's not as big a guy. I mean, it, 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 so, you know, Claypool should absolutely be a better blocker than maybe he is right now. Well, let's talk about bigger guys that should be better blockers. <laughs> we'll go to at Dejan Kavakovic. <laughs> that's a Kendall Green, Kendrick Green air block hat trick, by the way. We're talking about the fifth sack, the fifth sack on Ben. Gosh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was an upgrade, though. He at least searched frantically this time. Baby steps. Uh, Kendra Green, uh, Kendra Green whiffing a few times. But, uh, you know, is it all his fault if 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 they're running around you? Uh, and, uh, you know, is, is, is I don't know. Do you t- what, what did you see there from the well, O-line? Well, first, it's nice to see a, a tweet show up in here that's genuinely well-written. It's multiple <laughs> sentences. It's good grammar. It builds to a point. It has a joke in it. it um, but, yeah, I there were a few of those, like the Kendra Green looking around looking for the play. I mean, that's I know literally nothing about being an offensive lineman except that one line they always say about, like, look for work. And he looked for work, and by the time he did, the work had already run past him, and the work was in the backfield. It, um, it's again, it's okay to be a rookie, it's okay to make mistakes, but geez, oh man, when the same thing keeps happening over and over again in the span of a game, uh, that's my that's my response. Uh. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, maybe this is a good time to. <laughs> Take our break. Uh, we've got, we still got a lot of we got to talk about the defense, and uh-huh. uh, I want to talk about these fans that gave up on the team. You know, e- even even after halftime, even in the third, <laughs> uh, you know, people that gave up then, and it's you know, it's it's uh, well, I'll we'll we'll get into it because mm-hmm. we should know better. We are, uh, you know, Coach Cower taught us these lessons long ago, and to think that we forgot them. <laughs> Maybe I'll give you a little refresher Uh after the break. Uh Uh, Enjoy these commercials for our great sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What Jen's talking about? Whoops, that was a, that was harsh. Okay, hey, <laughs> cut the music. There you go. All right, we got to get to the defense. A lot of bad defense to talk about. We'll try to mm-hmm. get this as as briefly as we can. Let's run mm-hmm. through the gauntlet here. Mm-hmm. We'll start with at Neil Kulong. Aikman mm-hmm. isn't lying. I have no idea what's happening with the Steelers' defensive line. This is as bad as we've seen them play all year. Linebackers aren't helping either. This is worse. To, this is worse than it's been to this point. 
Is that is it what uh, is this the worst defensive performance on the, on the as far as the trenches? Uh I mean, yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue with either this or the Bengals game. I mean, that's one of those like that's a real Beatles and Stones kind of thing of mediocrity. But, uh, you know, it's it's again, we're not we're not bringing out the words embarrassing and pitiful and all that. But to say which of them is worse. I don't know. This was pretty bad. I mean, it's, you know, a five and seven team with admittedly an excellent running back and maybe not the greatest offensive line, despite the young dude from Pitt who is good. But uh, but I mean, it, it's just it. it, it it really was it, it almost felt weird in how much he was running, like how free he was, particularly in the first half. So, yeah, I mean, I'll say this is as bad as we've seen them play all year. I mean, it's with the uh, with the caveat that they did step up somewhat in the second half. That's why I didn't think there was going to be a big comeback. I figured these Vikings, the Vikings were going to say, OK, the Steelers are starting to make some noise. We're just going to give the ball to Cook, uh, 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 you know, uh, first, second and maybe third down, you know, get a few first downs and, you know, take the air out of the ball that way. And then they really couldn't do that. I mean, they kind of didn't have to with that big 62 yard pass, but I figured they'd do it later and they really didn't. So, yeah, in the first half, absolutely. This was as bad as we've seen them play all year. I mean, you know, uh, as bad as against Joe Mixon, you know, just just two weeks ago or Austin Eckler three weeks ago. I, it's kind of like we've seen this from the Steelers D, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's not I'm not saying that this is what you know, that we should be happy with this kind of performance. Right. But look, we've seen this three out of the last five weeks. It's why mm-hmm. games like Ravens week was such a, you know, a special game because we mm-hmm. rose to the occasion and outperformed our identity, which has been the worst. This, we're going to go down statistically unless, you know, something crazy, unless we uh, unleash hell in, in the, <laughs> the rest of December. This is going to be the worst rushing uh, defense in Steelers franchise history at least since the in the super bowl era it could be yeah statistically it is we've told you that two weeks ago Mm -hmm. you know we're uh we're over we're close to five yards per carry uh which you know it's just the worst we've been so Mm -hmm. to be you know i'm not saying you could be happy about the performance but to be shocked and surprised by it still at this point um or you know, it's it's this is what we are, and and we may we may still see it again against Derrick Henry. They might they might run against us. You oh, know? Is, is he coming back, or is he did he finally get out? Oh, healthy? I don't know. Is uh, right, or 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 Tennessee in general? All right, know? it's just the general. Yeah, the idea of Tennessee. The one thing I will say to that is because everything you said was one hundred percent correct. Is that I do think there is still something to be said, and it's a good thing that on some level this does surprise you. Just still because I think that never lets this be that builds on the idea of this is never acceptable seeing a running back go through the Steelers defensive line is always something that should feel bizarre like seeing you know like they talk about in in horror stories about like when the walls start shaking something that feels just so impossible just starts to occur it I'm glad the idea that this still feels bizarre to people at this point that's a good thing that shows just how great the Steelers have been no it's like memorizing the order of the planets and so when when Steelers (laughs) uh you know have can't can't stop the run mm-hmm. uh, it, that's like Pluto's not a planet anymore you right know? So, right that that's a much better analogy than my horror it? movie thing yeah, I, I don't think know I, I think it's both. late it's late at night they're yes. both equally uh well no it's it's well it's noon for the listeners or well, I don't oh, know. right I don't know what time it is for the listeners <laughs> are there listeners I don't know I don't think so we're the show that someone called so uh, what did someone called us the uh, hit me the the elect the college elective that you take oh. you take once and then you know you go on with your life yeah but that's so. also the only class you ever remember 
Yeah, like at Penn State, I took history of rock and roll, and then they gave oh. me credit for that. So, oh, I was I was the writing tutor for the history of Christmas class. Oh, history of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Let's move on to <laughs> more defensive performances. Okay. How about at one point show? Mm-hmm. The Steelers have the worst middle linebackers in football by a wide margin. Devin Bush is. Putrid and mm-hmm. Joe Schobert looks very much like the leader of a of a one and fifteen or zero and sixteen defense. Uh, so it's not just the it's not just the front it's not just the uh, the, the defensive line it's also the linebackers. Um, you know, uh, surprisingly though, I th- I think that uh, we didn't have to see we don't we don't have to call out Devin Bush or Joe Schobert as much in this game, do we? I don't think so. I mean, it's if, with me and Devin Bush at least at this point. I've moved whatever like on the stages of grief from like anger to sadness I think I, I I now just feel bad for him in this entire situation in general it um I mean you know when a running back is running that wild and that free again I, I can't just blame any one person this feels like an institutional failure but yeah these guys certainly were bad too it, I can't speak to them having the worst middle linebackers in football because uh, uh life is uh, you know I don't have a lot of opportunities to watch other bad middle linebackers the ones the Steelers have are more than enough for me. But yeah, I, I, I can't imagine there are a whole, whole lot playing worse than them. But maybe there are. It, uh, it certainly it, it, again, it's one of those things that like it's good. We see this is unacceptable. It's good to look at it that way. Like, well, the one thing no, that no one was tweeting about mm-hmm. was the pass rush. Mm-hmm. And I think this was the mm-hmm. second time this season. I don't think we got a sack. I'd be surprised did. if we did. I, I know mean, going I... into the fourth, we didn't. Mm-hmm. And so that was a, a, a tradition that had, that went multiple seasons. And now we've oh, seen it, it twice. A decade. What's that? It went almost a decade. I mean, it was years and years. Yeah. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. and now twice this season, we've gone sackless in mm-hmm. uh, two games. So, you know, sometimes this D is looking uh, a little sackless. But, you know, I didn't hear anyone. <laughs> I didn't see anyone tweeting about uh, uh, between about the pass rush and that's when I thought this team I thought once we lost TJ right well we don't win games without TJ exactly so the fact that this that the D still came back uh, mm-hmm. in the second half uh, no one was tweeting about that though right. no one, you know no one wanted to say oh I made some you know I, I gave up too early on this team and uh, you know uh, our defense stood proud you know no no one wanted to do that <laughs> okay all right let's uh, let's go on to the secondary because they, mm-hmm. You know, some problems there, too. At Jellyface 20, mm-hmm. how many times are we going to let Sutton be six yards off this guy before he's benched? He's talking about Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not, hey, not just Sutton. How about at Stronger Steel, Stronger Than Steel podcast? Mm-hmm. The Steelers asking Justin Lane to cover Justin Jefferson one-on-one on third down is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, who, what was the answer there in the secondary? Doesn't seem like, uh, it doesn't seem just Dustin Lane wasn't the answer. Cam Sutton wasn't the answer. Uh, the answer is like 1993 Rod Woodson. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the only answer. I mean, Justin Jefferson is as good a wide receiver as this league has seen in some time. I mean, no one's covered this guy, what, in two, three years. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, he's, again, this is, you know, this isn't Randy Moss with the old Vikings, but it's as close as anyone's going to get. This guy is almost uncoverable. I mean, it, you know, so he's if he's going to beat you, yeah, he probably is. I mean, it's I would love to be back in the position where the Steelers could be like, OK, we're going to commit everything to stopping that guy. But you can only do that if you got something to commit. I mean, it's it's and this is also not one. I'm sure if it goes a whole lot better, if, you know, 30 as much as I love him, 32 year old Joe Hayden is out there running along the field with him. I'm not sure they had the horses to run with Jefferson in uh, any timeline. 
You'll see on the, especially on those, uh, on the touchdown play, you know, Sutton, he's six yards open because Sutton can't keep up with him. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's fast, he's quick and Sutton is, is just trying to, you know, not get caught up in some of the crossing routes and doesn't want to get burnt for the, the score. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately it's still, you know, it still happens. Uh, and you know, who else are you going to put in there? Uh, Witherspoon, Witherspoon had two picks, right? So you can't blame Witherspoon. Yeah. For this. yeah. Um, you know, when people were like, Oh, you know, shouldn't have posed after the pick. Wow. That was the only good thing going on. Like let's do a little team photo. Maybe. I almost thought that kind of fired them up a bit. That could be me. Is this sort of like, okay, we are in this thing. This isn't over. I didn't mind them posing after that pick i mean th- mm. imagine you're witherspoon and, and you're the kind of the new guy on on this team and the time that you make a play oh no we don't we're, we're too classy to celebrate this time you're like you know come on let's all we celebrate one we celebrate all absolutely that and also piggyback on that how many games has witherspoon played i mean it's not like it was his fault they lost all these other games like he wasn't out there getting burnt against uh, uh the packers or against uh, uh, uh the lion i mean he was he barely played so yeah this is a way to ingratiate yourself to your teammates and frankly he we might be talking in the offseason here about hey witherspoon kind of a bright spot over the last month of the season maybe we can keep this guy around like wow that's a now that's a take like no that doesn't mean he's good i'm not saying he's gonna be all pro but i'm saying it's like the other cornerback i do you feel better about witherspoon right now or pierre well uh we didn't haven't seen we haven't seen pierre uh, yeah because he kept getting burnt that's why (laughs) well i mean you know i think they all uh you know no one is no uh, and i don't mean to imply that witherspoon is 93 rod woodson either i'm just saying that you know this is a guy that's at least deserved another look and maybe more so than whoever they would have got for a fifth round pick in the next draft yeah he's certainly he's certainly on the rise he's uh you mm-hmm. know he's he's looking better and better each mm-hmm. each week at least in terms of that pick certainly. let's all right enough of defense we get it we get it it's mm-hmm. it, it, we give up points we give up yards we give up uh, huge chunk plays mm-hmm. get used to it because we got to four weeks left and we're you know if we're going to still compete in some of these games we're going to probably s- you know, see some other more high scoring games. Hopefully uh, that hopefully our offense can keep pace or even keep pace sooner. So it's not this weird, you know, typical thing. I mean, this this very much could have become the Bengals game and it's to their credit. It did not. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's get to some lightning round stuff real quick. Let's start with uh, at Blitz videos, Blitzburg. Najee Harris sets Steelers rookie record most scrimmage yards by a Steelers rookie and there's still four games left absolutely that makes a lot of sense to me um you know yeah that's it's deserved he might be you know the best most complete rookie in terms of Steelers offense in a long time I mean that makes a lot of sense because we compare it to other running backs so yeah it uh I hope he stays healthy and this builds on a long and lengthy career exactly mm-hmm. uh let's go to at Steeler delivery why don't the Steelers have all white color rush jerseys for road games? Well, one, from what I understand, you tend not to have special jerseys for road games because, like, who cares? I mean, it's not like your fans are going to show up in them. And hockey does that, and they always look bizarre. Also, like, if all white color rush jerseys, wouldn't that kind of look like those weird Saints jerseys? You ever seen those ones yeah. where there's no black and, like, the numbers are gold? And they yeah. look, they look dumb. I mean, I, I never liked that. It, I think on my Madden, I can do an all white uh, with a yellow helmet and like some yellow stripes on the sleeve, so there's like a little bit of yellow. And then they have jerseys like that kind of in like the '60s or the '50s, that too, like way, way back. It, yeah. And again, it's like, oh, okay, you look like some college I never heard of. Like it, it's not a great. Look. Yeah, some college I was never invited to party at. <laughs> 
All right, how about, well, you know, and, and people, sheesh, earlier in the game, before the comeback, everyone was already speculating on who the next QB was going to be. How about at Ian's up? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's reported that Steelers could be on the market for Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins in the offseason. Uh, what do you think? And the, and the vote came out 57% Derek Carr, 43% Kirk Cousins. Well, I, I would vote uh, Green Party or abstain <laughs> or um, none of the above. But of these two, I would also pick Carr and not the least of which he's like several years younger, right? Like it's I'm fairly certain that uh, yeah. he's a bit of a younger man at. Um, yeah, I would I would take Carr in this head to head matchup. But I mean, it's that, but I will say to something that I thought about and you think, like, oh, well, they come back. Come back short and it doesn't matter. Well, one, yes, it does uh, for a lot of reasons. One, these are real human beings. They aren't, you know, uh, uh, ones and zeros on Madden. But also to keep the I personally think and I could be crazy here, but to keep the dream alive of bringing in a decent veteran quarterback in the offseason, you have to show you're not going to get killed and you're not going to make a mistake by coming to this team and by having a decent comeback that shows you can be competitive in these games. And maybe, hey, maybe you veteran quarterback could come in here and win. Maybe you could throw it a pass to fry your mouth and he catches it this time i think these comebacks this is more important for this versus another game where they lose by 35 so you're who do you who do you're saying you're saying that which 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 quarterback saw this game and was it was like oh i could go i could play oh that? i have no idea i just oh. hope it's some I, I hope it's someone above mitch trubisky maybe that's what i'm saying like it's whatever unless he becomes unless they think he's going to become ryan Tannehill. i don't know i just again everything we hear is what tomlin wants a veteran quarterback well okay who are you going to recruit if you're losing two or three games by 30 points well, I think, you know, between Carr and Cousins, I might go Cousins. He really? Only, what, only two before tonight, only two picks all season? Certainly. Um, you know, when he seems to make... Uh, well, we we well we we made Derek Carr look like he was an accurate thrower too, but mm-hmm. it seems like in other games he's not that accurate. But uh, I feel like Kirk Cousins above the neck, you know, he makes the throws to the right players in the right positions. At least it's what we saw tonight against. Of course, that's against uh, you know Cam Sutton and right. Uh, Witherspoon. Well, I also think the closeness of this vote, I mean, 57 to 43 shows that like, you know, if if, if they could get Kirk Cousins for less than they would take to get Derek Carr, then I would live with that, too. I mean, and also the price has to be right on this as well. However, this thing goes down. All right. All right. How about um, we, I think we got a time for a couple more. How about mm-hmm. at Pittsburgh Sport this is from Steelers Takeaways. When I spoke with LeGlue earlier, he told me we have Mike Munchak to thank for mm. him signing with the Steelers. When I was in Denver, Coach Munchak always talked about Pittsburgh as such a bright spot for him. And when they called to sign me, I said, absolutely. So it's like, the, the you know, the prestige of of uh, Pittsburgh uh, follows, you know, with where when players and coaches leave. Oh, certainly. And also everything we heard about Munchak was always he went to Denver to be closer to his family. His daughter lives out there or something like that. So, yeah, it's um, now I mean that, you know, you want to point at things that, you know, could lead to the, the decline of the Steelers we've seen since then. Munchak leaving is as big a reason as any. But uh, but yeah, that makes sense. I think Munchak knew that, hey, at Pittsburgh's a bright spot. Also, they knew that, you know, Pittsburgh would give this guy a fighting chance. I mean, they would give him a real chance to win a job. They wouldn't just say, hey, you're some dude to come in, you know, good luck uh, cracking this team. No, you'll have a real uh, opportunity here. Well, don't tell that to uh, Melvin Ingram. Uh, <laughs> he might he might disagree with you. Uh, how about one more thing here in the mm-hmm. lightning round? 
from at Steelers Unite, a mm-hmm. 101-year-old Steelers fan and Pittsburgh resident Virginia Fleckinger mm. served as a nurse's aide at Pearl Harbor. This week oh. was uh, was Pearl Harbor Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, do you, I mean, she couldn't have been a Steelers fan at, at the time of Pearl Harbor. Well, I mean, she? you could, but it'd be like something you'd have to explain to people. Like, they never had that winning record. So you have to be like, no, 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 there is a football team in Pittsburgh. They do play like it's, you know, they're bad. But I assume it'd be one of those. It's like, like oh, you know that game that Michigan and uh, Navy plays? <laughs> oh, right. football? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we have one in Pittsburgh. I'm right. a fan of that. Oh, 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 hold on. We're under attack. Right, yes. Uh, it, it, uh, yeah, I think I think that was a good dramatic reenactment. That yeah. was a, uh, left from uh, the, the DVR cutting room floor of Pearl. <laughs> Harbor. So, you know, I just find this interesting because I watched that uh, Woodstock 99 documentary mm. and there was a terrible towel at Woodstock 99. Oh, that's great. I mean, which makes sense. If I had gone to Woodstock 99, I would have taken a terrible towel. I don't know if I would have busted it out like during Limp Bizkit or if I'd waited for the Chili Peppers or what. But yeah, I would have done that. Well, if I would have went to Pearl Harbor, I would have also taken a terrible <laughs> towel. I don't know if that, I don't think that worked out, but uh, oh, okay. You know, before we get to the final word, I want Mm-hmm. want to talk about some of these giver uppers Uh-oh. you know we saw we saw some of them uh two weeks ago before ravens week and i thought they all jumped off the bandwagon then when they were giving up on the season but mm-hmm. nope there a couple were st- still around including you know right here at behind the steel curtain it's at michael beck 56 michael beck I want nothing more for this team to compete for championships. The best way they can get closer to that is to get a higher draft pick this year. He's saying it's time to tank. Uh, I mean, it's it's. I, I still think this is the sport that rewards you the least for tanking. I mean, I know the idea is that you're going to go number one overall or something and get that quarterback that leads you to Super Bowls. But how many times does that actually happen? I mean, it's. I, I there are still people with their tank for Tua shirts in Miami and all those other cities, and how that work out for them. It. Um, I'm still on the idea again where the op. I I can't. I keep holding on to my same idea. The opposite is the case. You want to win to have the best chance at a championship later on because then you can bring in another. quarterback quarterback you can continue to compete maybe you get hot next year you don't have so many injuries you know so i'm sort of on the opposite thing i think winning more gives you a better chance but uh you know it's it's just so hard to say that tanking's a good idea because it's antithetical to every part of the fan experience i mean it protects you emotionally and psychologically but man it's it's has that, well here's a question could you think anyone in the nfl that's made tanking work uh, has there been an instance of tank? I can't even, I, you know, I can't. or even just somebody that like, okay, they pick first overall. And then later on they want a championship. Like, okay, the Colts with Peyton Manning, it took like a decade. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, maybe if Arizona wins the Super Charger, Bowl this year, Charger, they didn't win a championship, but Chargers, uh, you know, had one, one overall pick and, and, and made the respectable team. And- yeah. But that, but that's what I'm saying. They made a respectable team. I mean, it, it's not like you can't look at the one team like, oh, we picked one overall and then we just stormed through everybody and we won the championship well like, i mean if you tank for a high draft pick you you don't draft uh tj watt right. if you tank you don't track you don't draft lamar jackson no like it's you don't get a lot like it's it's so weird you know you, if you tank you have to be right at the time and, and who has i mean you could end up with matthew stafford fine player he didn't win nothing with the lions like you could end up with baker mayfield you could right. end up with uh, Josh Rosen. You could mm-hmm. end up with... And again, uh, Kyler Murray's playing fine for Arizona, but they got a good defense, too. Like, it wasn't just, you know, and I understand the idea of tanking, so you'd also get the best pick in the second round and all that. But, man, it's just... It, it, it's betting so much on something that's so unlikely to work. 
and you're on, on some unproven entity. You know, right. you're much rather with uh, a guy with two or three years experience who may not be uh, elite, but they might be able to be uh, an NFL player more than some kid. You know, look at Ryan Leaf or something. You know, you oh, just yeah. you don't you don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more here on these giver uppers. Mm-hmm. We got <whistles> Atomic Punk. Wow. Uh, I'm not supporting the Steelers for the rest of the season. Getting shut out, of course, this is the first half. Getting shut out <laughs> by a team that lost to the Lions just four days ago. I want to cheer for a good team. Please. Like, like if you have to tweet that, you've already given up. Or do you just like to be miserable? Because that seems to be the attitude from all these fans. It's like, oh, I'm going to let you know that I'm giving up on this team. I'm going to let you know about it. Yeah, it, 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 I, I mean, this is. I, I appreciated you reading this in the whiny voice, but man, you didn't have to because there's just so much whining in the way this is written. I want to cheer for a good team, please. Is it's rare that you have somebody speaking the subtext aloud? Like it's you can't, you know, this person just like can't handle the idea of the team not being good now. I, 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 I th- th- all this is bananas to me. I mean, it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to feel embarrassed. It's okay to feel that the team is terrible. But man, oh man. To just just emotionally vomit all this on Twitter, like presumably your family can see this, right? Like your friends, like your people, you know, that look at these things. This kind of stuff amazes me. And we didn't even get dressed. The guy doing an old Van Halen reference in 2021. <laughs> Every part of this. Uh, I mean, it, like I said, I get it. But but, you know, I, I get yourself together like We've been here. Be act like I said this. Just I feel like I said this just two weeks ago. We say it every act week. like you've been here before. Like, just yeah. chill. Just chill. I mean, we say it every week. That one dude, like months ago. Yes. All right. Let's get to the final word here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to. I don't even know. Like, is there a final word? Oh, I think the I think the first two. I think that you get here. I, I cover what I was thinking quite succinctly. At Audrey Ratajak, Thursday night football sucks. I would have said that if they'd won by 40. I agree with that 100%. I hate it. I hate, isn't that the night like middle school football should be played? Like it, every part of this is ridiculous. Aaron you Tom. know, but this, but going back, this is a, a game that even though it was uh, not a victory, man, this is kind of like the Chargers game. Like, man, this was still a great game in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always say give, give Ben the ball in the fourth and you got a chance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had more of a chance in this game than against the Chargers. And yes. this would have just been such a great comeback, uh, uh, you know, 29 points. And uh, so, you know, you can be mad about, uh, you know, this team all you want. But when you, when you look at the, the scheme of this team, uh, the the you know where we're six six and one and at least two of these losses we have great comebacks in the fourth mm-hmm. and at least uh, at least five of these wins were fourth quarter comebacks so you know we're we're, we're we're like like coach Cower says this is you know Ben's journey and he's not done with it yet so uh, you know just just all this all this negative is like what like just I don't know it's just garbage to me well what I'll say is that for me what this comeback means is that there's no reason to give up on this team in these next four games they're going to be underdogs in all of them they have to win at least two of them most likely they probably have to win three or four of them at this point frankly they're going and they're going to be steep underdogs in those road games against Kansas City and probably Baltimore unless they win a lot before the Baltimore game but what this comeback should do for you emotionally 
emotionally emotional fan is that understand that they will have a chance in most of, if not all of these games. So that's why there is no reason to give up on them this season. That's what I took from the uh, just coming up short comeback tonight. I remember the mantra from the Coach Cower years, and it was 60-minute men. Ray and, Seals and it it meant, came up with that. I had the shirt. And yes. it, you know, and it meant that you know, you, like you didn't win a football game by playing 30. You know, you couldn't mm-hmm. win a football game in a half. You mm-hmm. couldn't win a football game in three quarters. You can't even win a football game playing 58 great minutes of football. Mm-hmm. It takes 60 minutes. And we saw that tonight with a mm-hmm. two-minute warning. Steelers were dr- driving down the field mm-hmm. in what would have been the greatest regular season NFL comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so many fans had just given up on the team for the season. They're going to let one bad game or one bad season just, you know, turn them into complete crybabies. And so I think some of the fans have forgotten what it means to be a 60 minute, maybe not a 60 minute man. That's a little uh, outdated now, but a 60 minute fan. There you go. And, you know, and so we got four games left and fans need to, act like it and we we went from booing them at Heinz Field against Cincinnati in September to giving up on them after a tie uh you know and giving up on them now again here in December when we can still unleash hell and hey three wins makes you nine six Mm -hmm. and one Mm -hmm. I think that if that's not a playoff team it's only a half game out there of the playoff go. team so i don't know so will we be nine six and one i don't know uh, that but. would that would be quite impressive because that would mean they win in baltimore or kansas city hey we've 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 beaten cleveland already mm-hmm. we've beaten baltimore already yeah, anything absolutely. can happen in those games certainly and in tennessee is that do we still consider i don't know do we still consider them a division rival not to, a division uh, rival but they're a, a very good team i mean they're probably gonna i'm sure they're gonna make the playoffs and it uh and but you also don't know which tennessee is going to show up how they're going to do which kansas city is going to show up obviously they're getting better but man oh man this isn't uh you know the giant uh red and yellow machine of your recent years past so, you know, well, let's see. Let's see how we act uh, for the rest of this way out. Can, as fans, can we unleash hell? Or uh, are you going to have to turn in your towels? I think the fans have tanked. Maybe that's Maybe the fans are tanking. Yeah. All right. Maybe you can draft your Heisman quarterback for your fantasy team fan. I don't know. Tanking fans. All right. We will see you next week. I am Kyle Christ. Find me on Twitter at Kyle Christ. And yeah. find Greg at uh, Twitter. Yeah, uh, Twitter and Sarah. Uh, Greg Benovent. Uh, uh, Greg Benovent. At Greg Benovent. Yes. All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Just chill. Just chill. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.